What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your regular hosts. My name is Mitch Oliver, and with me today, I got a full table. Who's with me? Oh, you got Kyle Zervinsky in the cut. Kyle's back! Oh, oh, oh! And, uh, and Boozy's here as well. Oh, we got a Kyle and we got a Boozy. And we got a jam-packed episode for y'all today. I think this is going to be our five-year anniversary episode because... Uh, I think so. This- yeah, this will be going up on October 1st, oh which will mark five years of terror. So uh, last year we got, you know, the goat, Eduardo Sanchez, on the episode. And uh, this year we're giving y'all a malignant episode. Wait, how was that already a year ago? That's it is insane. bizarre. Jeez. Yeah, obviously we've been, uh, it's been a crazy year if you've been following the podcast at all. Uh, you know, whenever we share episodes, however scattered they may be, we're trying to get back to normal here. And uh, this is step one. But uh, yeah, we we didn't plan for a special guest for this one. We just kind of wanted to have a a fun, laid back, classic episode. And uh, I I had suggested that we do an episode on *Malignant*. If you have heard the latest episode, I do offer a review in that one. Uh, it's not out yet at the time of us recording this, but I did talk about this movie on the last episode. So, uh, but yeah, I wanted to do a full episode on it because this is a movie that has broken the internet. Once a year, there's always a movie that like divides horror fans or, it, you know, gets everybody talking. There's always like people on the furthest end of each spectrum where they're screaming at each other in one way or another. So we got to talk about it. Let's, let's, so we got to scream it. as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because by the time that this episode's out, people are probably going to be maligned out. <laughs> You guys can um, malig my balls. <laughs> Did you uh, make you, my joke? You dropped a, yeah, you dropped a great one today. Please say it for the crowd. Okay, so in the group chat, I said, more like malig nat. Like, heavy nat. Borat voice. Like heavy Borat voice. Yeah. Not enough not jokes. Or nat jokes, yeah. if you will. I know. I feel like everyone always goes right for the my wife, but they never go with the nat. Like, Borat is such a classic. That shit's so funny. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Isn't it weird to say, like, Borat's a classic? Borat I don't know. Classic. It was kind I, of like an instant, it was an instant it. classic. I hope when they they send movies to space that they take Borat with them. Yeah. Right. Borat and Malignant. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we will be talking about Malignant. Full on spoilers. We're gonna be talking about this thing. Maybe we'll give like a brief our brief thoughts on if we liked it or not at the beginning of the main feature. But then we're gonna just start talking about this thing because there's no way that you can't. You need to di- dive deep into this thing. Totally. But before that, we will do our normal thing where we just talk about what we've been up to. But quickly, I uh, figured this would be a good time to hear a quick word from our sponsors. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Next time you're stuck in traffic for a while, here's some things to think about instead of why the car in front of you is going so slow. Or if the car behind you is trying to hitch a ride on your bumper. What if your bank was committed to working with you to achieve your goals? What if they cared enough to get to know you? What if they weren't successful unless you were? What if your financial well-being drove everything they did? Come see why things are different at Conexus. Stop by any branch to learn more about how Conexus cares. All right, you guys ready to talk about some horror movies? How have you guys been? It's been a while. Let's just quickly catch up. Kyle, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh my God, it's been forever. This summer was a blur. And we're almost already, it's almost, it's October actually now. As you're hearing this, it's October. So this year has been insane. Like the rest of the boys at the table, I was, spent some time this summer making a movie, Mm -hmm. filming some stuff. How did it go? It went great. It went awesome. I'm really stoked. Uh, The 
I guess I won't say too much right now, to be honest, but good stuff coming ahead. Really looking forward to it. And you fellas were up to some fun hijinks as well, which I'm sure a lot of listeners already have heard some stuff about. Maybe not all the yeah, goodies, we've, but... We've talked enough about that at yeah. this point. But, uh, it I want really to hear has been a white boy summer, guys. Oh, God, yes. Chet. Come on, Chet. I spent 13 days straight filming this thing with my good friend Gavin Baird and Sophie Cocott and Ryan Green and a bunch of other cast of magical people that put together a really great uh, new feature film maybe a short film maybe a web series we'll see what it becomes uh, so that's pretty tuned. cool all right well congrats congratulations on the shoot kyle very thank very you so much to, very excited to see it i think we had a mutual crew member um heather heather was working oh, on yes. our film for a bit yeah she's amazing one of the one of the best in the game shout out heather yeah absolutely yeah, she's on that'll happen that'll happen in yeah. a, a small town <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Bound to have oh, some similar there's crew. two movies being made in in one summer, and we happen to be involved with all of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What really the cornered the market. But yeah. I mean, beyond that, you know, I just was working a lot this summer. Things were normal for a little while. Things I don't even know what things are now. But were anyway. you working on your fitness? <laughs> always, always working on my fitness. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get swole. I think that's my yeah. 2022 goal. Maybe I'll start tell, deadlift. Like, Maybe I'll be Night of the Living Deadlift 2. That's a good idea. Instagram. Just just put like a dot V2. Or you could be Dawn of the Deadlift. Dawn there of the we go. Yeah, I always wish I had like a cool like 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 horror or like scene name. I never had one of those. Scene name. You know what I mean? No, he was he was like Kazer and K Dog for a while, but I guess no, those aren't really as scene. It's just my name though. He's no. talking yeah. about he's talking about how I'm like Blair Match here, Night exactly. of Living Dead. Yeah. Those are I it's Anaconda. That's an awesome one. Yeah, I'm jelly. If you got you, actually listen the green Kyle. Listeners out there, if you have a cool horror centric name for me, let me know. I'm game. I's all in What rhymes yes. with Zervinsky? <laughs> You're okay all right well uh yeah let's let's get talking about some horror movies you guys so uh who wants to go first okay wait i gotta interrupt um our regularly oh, right. our regularly scheduled programming i have no idea what i'm about to present Ex to you folks please I'm explain gonna... to the listeners what right what i'm gonna happening. be i'm gonna be as descriptive as i possibly can because this is sort of a visual experience in my hands i have a package from friend of the show can you hold it up, like just so yeah. I can describe? Yeah. Can you see it let's... now? Can we see yeah. it now? Um, what would you describe the dimensions as? Uh, let's say it's very flat. I it's a mondo. It's a mondo, like box. I think so it's twelve you by know... fourteen inches, is my guess. Okay. Let's so if be... anyone okay, has so a Jason rule and Hamill. Listening... J Sorry, yeah, Jason, I forgot. Let's that make this so people can listen to it. Okay. Sorry. Jason Hamill. Friend sent of the show, yeah. Jason Hamill sent me this package in the mail for <laughs> for me to open on the show. And not for me to keep, but for me to give to Mitch. So this is a gift for Mitch that was given to me from Jason Hamill in British Columbia all the way to my home in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Which, by the Which way, is completely Mitch, random. It, very, very random. random. He, he sent me Pearl Harbor right to my door. He literally said, Kyle, what's your address? I have something. And I said, okay. And next thing you know, I got this. And he just told me, please open it up on the pod. So give me two seconds. I'm going to open this up, okay? So I'm currently opening up this cardboard. Oh, it has a really handy, like, okay. So I'm oh opening God. it up. I see. <laughs> the fuck are okay, we I have. Laughing already. Oh. So there's some, some paper material here. 
There is some interesting documents in this. Uh, oh my box god! Um, so is that for a human starters, centipede record. Um, there is actually <laughs> three copies of the human centipede motion picture soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> oh my what? god! I'm assuming I could be wrong, but I'm thinking each of us get a copy of this. Is, is I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's what he's alluding to, but. <laughs> and I need to, I will post a photo of this on Instagram, but the cover art is literally three men with their asses attached to each uh, other. There, there's a woman well, in there. Three like stick. Okay, it's I, it's like um, those pictures is, but... you get at the uh, when you're on an airplane. The the instructional things. That's what it yeah. looks like. It yeah, also it's like a... IKEA packaging as well. This looks but exactly like something from IKEA. It does it say it comes with a tattoo, with collectible cool. tattoo. Um, that's what? correct. Limited edition blue vinyl with centipede tattoo. Um, and there's actually a photo of the terror table on the back. So oh, a couple of dead yeah. fellas. Three dead fellas with X's across on them. So it says, warning, serious or fatal tearing injuries can occur from centipede tip over. Okay. Tip over. Thank um, you so much, Jason. Thank you. So thank you very much. I'll put this on tonight. And I'm going to drop these off for the boys. And so we can all... Um, we we all have out. human centipede on thank vinyl. You, Jason. What a wild gift. I didn't says, even know that the human centipede had a score. Me either. <laughs> On the front cover, it says, this is the soundtrack. And then in quotes, 100% medically accurate from The Guardian. So, oh we, God. wow. A film by Tom Six. Wow. Thank you so that's, much, Jason. That's Jason, hilarious. That's two weeks in a row the human centipede comes up as well. We were well, talking about the human centipede last week. It's kind of a, it, it, it's kind of a big deal, let's be honest. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. It's not even the weirdest thing you sent so far. I can't even bring up the weirdest thing you sent in case that person's listening. I uh, thought at first it was like soundtracks for each of the films, but instead it yeah. was three copies. Which it's is like, who's going to fight over the third one? <laughs> Did you guys know you could uh, send poop to people? There's like a website where you can like pay to send poop to somebody. Go on. Yeah. yeah That's about all I wanted. Like, I was just like, if, if anyone wants to send us some poop. I've never heard of that. But... I don't think I want to receive poop if I'm being no, completely honest. He called the shit poop. <laughs> so, so what they do is they show up at your doorstep and uh, with a with a brown bag full of dog poop and they light it on fire and then ding dong ditch you. That's yeah. yeah that's and then, classic. okay, well, yeah. Thanks again, Jason. That's fucking ridiculous. Thank you, Thank Thank you very you. much, like, Jason. He keeps sending things when I'm like, all my shit was shipped out on Saturday. And now I have to fit whatever I have left in my car with both my sisters and luggage for a 20 hour drive to Vancouver. Maybe you can set up the turntable in the front somehow and you guys can then, bump the vinyl. Yeah, I can tell my sisters all about the human centipede. Yeah, hey, when your sisters every... can play like a little set. That's an expensive ass gift. Like that was actually yeah. from Mondo. What the fuck, Jason? <laughs> yeah, that can't be. Thank you so much. I actually wasn't anticipating getting a gift from him. So you, you know so that he dropped around two hundred dollars to get that here minimum. Well, what an that's, angel! That's what we this call is, friend. That's friend. I'm gonna do weird. This is the same man. Him. This is the same man who I hadn't seen him, and I think it was like a year or two years or something. And I met up for him for met up for a drink. I was like, "Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Oh, I got you this bootleg copy of I Am Sam." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that's like right. a Korean import I Am Sam bootleg. <laughs> wow, I'm kind of speechless. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jason. 
All right. Well, let's get on to the show. That was our first un- first ever unboxing, I believe. Oh, uh, I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, so let's go with Boozy. I know you got tons to talk about today, so you should tell us something that you watched. I've watched so many things. Do you want me to give you one or do you want me to give you a couple? Because I give can us two. speed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't so need the... to speed through anything. Take... <sighs> okay. Uh... Let's uh, listen to the gentle sounds of me telling you about uh, 2020's The Widow coming at you from Russia. Is that the Kate Beckinsale one? Uh, nope, the there is, there's no Kate Beckinsale in this. Oh, uh, so this automatically is Automatically loses points. I believe this is a Tubi movie, like oh, usual. Like... Um, and it is a team of volunteers head out in the woods in search of a missing teenager. And there is a, uh, this is a witch movie. Um, it is very much, uh, a lot of people have compared it to, I would be included in that. Uh, this is Russia's answer to the Blair Witch Project 21 years later. Hmm. Um, oh. there's everything you see in this movie has been done before. Uh, this movie is done very competently. I liked it quite a bit. Um, there's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about a lot of, these movies that follow that same kind of idea of people getting chased around in the forest just because uh, a lot of it is just people getting chased around in the forest uh, there is a couple cool scenes in here and there was a kind of cool little homage to the thing in here that was actually pretty neat it kind of uh, looks based on the cover boozy sorry to cut you off but it looks yep. like it's a homage to malignant <laughs> a little bit <laughs> I d- I'm, I'm assuming that this is one of the ones where whoever did the cover uh, didn't had never seen the movie and was just like this. These look like these things, two things match up together. Yeah, this will um, get boozy. Yeah, this <laughs> they're just trying to corner me. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So if you're into that kind of found footage style stuff, uh, the widow. Um, there is the other thing I'll say is it's dubbed and. Yuck. If, yeah, it's uh, it's rough in that way, but if, I'm sure you can find it not dubbed. Yeah, I was just I don't think for the Tubi that was the only option, but um, <laughs> it was an okay movie. So um, there's that. Do I dare add it to my watch list? I don't think you'll like it. Okay. Um, and I like the, next, the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is 2021's. This is a Netflix film. If you want to check it out, uh, Aftermath. Is about a young couple struggling to stay together and they're offered an amazing home with a weird past, so they go and live there. Uh, this stars Ashley Green and a Sean Ashmore oh. and directed by Peter Winther. I will say, um, I think that Sean Ashmore is fantastic in this. I actually think he's a very good actor. Uh, the movie itself is fairly, uh, how would I put this? It it didn't really do anything for me. I, I kind of watched a, a couple of possession-y uh, kind of films, and this one definitely really didn't do it for me. I think that, that Sean Ashmore was great. I think Ashley Green as the main wasn't as good. But um, I did actually speak to Lana about this, and she said she liked it quite a bit more. But uh, for myself, I cannot recommend this one. I didn't have a great time watching it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I uh, did I talk about culture shock last week? I don't remember you talking about culture shock. Okay, I'm just gonna quickly knock that one off just uh, while we're on the topic of Sean Ashmore because uh, that was a film that I got a chance to see when I was in Va- visiting in Vancouver and Nicholas Humphreys let me sit on on one of his classes and it was the guest speaker that day was Gigi Sal Guerrero who 
is the writer director or she yeah she touched up the script but she directed the hell out of culture shock uh which was a segment or a a movie in blumhouse's into the dark series which i know i had watched a couple of those and i wasn't really like into them but i had been told going into this one that like no this is the one that people talk about like this is the one that really uh left a left a a mark on people um so they showed it in the vancouver film school theater so i got to watch it with her in attendance and then they she did a q a afterwards and incredibly nice person super super talented director and uh, i definitely recommend culture shock like that one if you have hulu i would recommend giving it a watch it has uh sean ashmore barbara crampton creed bratton <laughs> Like Creed see him getting some work. Right. Oh, and he is he is polar opposite. Well, actually, no, he's like Creed. What what you would expect Creed to be like off screen of the office. Like, you know, how what in the office when he walks in covered in blood and he's like, Oh, lucky that it was Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's him. But uh yeah, no, it was really, really good. It's a it's a little bit of a mix of Happy Death Day, a bit of the purge, and a bit of get out. So if those types of things interest you, I definitely recommend checking it out. There's one scene in particular that apparently they had been fighting to get her to take it out because it was just too much. But there's like a, a cartel scene at the border because it's all about like immigrants trying to escape America. And it is so well directed and so well shot that I was actually like my jaw was on the floor in that cartel scene. So knowing that she had to fight to keep that part in, I was like, that's the most memorable part of the movie. And I really like the movie as a whole. Uh, but that scene in particular was so gnarly, very solid acting. Uh, definitely a big fan of Gigi so far because she has a new one coming out. It just premiered at Fantastic Fest in Austin, which is called Bingo Hell. Uh, it's another movie. It's a part of the Welcome to Blumhouse series that they have going on. But uh, I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Cool. And she also, yeah, she was the writer-director of the short film El Gigante, which was uh, something we showed at the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival. All Which uh, translates to the Gigante. Is that what? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, either way, yeah, Big. I was a big fan of Culture Shock. So if you're into those Purge movies or like Get Out or like I said, there's a little bit of Happy Death Day in there, I mm -hmm. definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, this looks cool. Is this a feature or is it like a long? Yeah, it's a feature. Okay. Yeah. Kyle, you want to tell us something that you watched? Sure. Well, I got a quick one, I guess, which is a movie we've talked about a lot, but it's actually my second time ever watching it. And I've watched Midsommar again. Yes. Oh, OK. It's been a while. Um, it has been a while. Um, it was not the director's cut, which was kind of what I always intended to what watch. The fuck, Kyle. <laughs> Why would you just watch the theatrical again? You weren't even crazy about that one. <clears throat> well, the thing I, I watched you it just wants with, the same experience. I watched it with my partner who hadn't seen it before, and she didn't want to sit and watch the three-hour version. So I was like, fair enough, we'll watch this. Um, and I actually really enjoyed Midsummer a fair probably, yeah, probably a, quite a bit more than the last time I watched it. And it's I a think, masterpiece. I think the things that like didn't really connect with me as much when i first saw it not to like kind of like separate it from being like a masterpiece and just something i enjoyed that definitely was like strengthened this time around i definitely noticed like how just well executed the film is and how to me that's just like kind of what shines above everything that the film is like trying to say i do still kind of feel like the second act is a little bit muddled by like some of like the bullshit like thesis stuff i think that's the weakest part of the film still oh that's so it's so crucial for them though like in because it's them like fighting over who's gonna write the thesis and yeah. like americans being dipshits i want more of her because it's like that's what matters yeah. you know and it is I, her story I think, I think um 
I think this time around watching it, I still felt like from the get go, like kind of just seeing, even seeing like how, like knowing how the film would eventually unravel, watching it again, it was like, okay, like this is clearly like about her from the get go. That's made pretty apparent anytime you watch this film, but watching it again, it just made me feel a little bit more connected to her as a character. And I can, I, I it just makes sense why this film is going to go down in history. It, it rightfully should. I bumped it up from a three and a half to a four. So, you know, yeah, shout man, out you and I, half star. the same thing happened. Well, I think I even, I think I bumped mine a full star, but, uh, cause I, you and I felt the very similar when we came out of it. And I think it's because yeah. we had such high expectations because you said it best. You're like, I saw the trailer for that movie. I saw the promotional materials and it's like, this should be my shit. Like, totally. so, and going in with that kind of expectation is it's always tough. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, how do you not do that when Ari Aster blew us away with Hereditary? And I don't know, like, I think they live neck and neck beside each other now that I saw it again. Like, I, I love Midsommar. Well, it's just a testament to, like, how incredibly talented that man is. Like, they're, they're two, they're honestly two very different films for as much time we've talked about, like, how similar yeah. they are and blah, blah, blah. They're they're very different. And the fact they're that so they different. Pull, the fact that he could pull off like two essentially like iconic horror films in like two and a half years, it's just insane. So yeah, I'm not the first person to ever say it, but shout out Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for his four is it like isn't it like a five hour comedy that he's yeah. making? Now we're talking. Now we're yeah, talking. Can't wait. Um, do you want me to go? I have another one that I could spend some time talking about, but should we You, you keep do it, it baby girl? Yeah, you All do right. it. So I don't know how much this has actually been talked about on the show just yet. I'm sure it must have already come up, but uh, I finally saw 2021's Candyman. Yes, I saw. Well, I just I talked about it last week. Yet. Okay, that's what I thought. I didn't think we had no, talked it, about it. It's not up yet. Yeah, the episode's okay. not up yet, but I shared my review on last week's episode. And sorry, Boozy, did you say you just saw it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Okay, then I won't. Yeah, obviously I won't go into spoilers on this because it's just the pre-ramble, but I fucking loved Candyman. Yep. This movie was awesome it it was it was like exactly what i wanted from it to be completely honest with you like it from seeing better. the trailer i thought okay like this is a really cool direction to take like a sequel or a prequel i didn't really even know what they were doing with honestly I didn't read too much about it before watching the film now it's public knowledge that it's a direct sequel to uh the Candyman from the 90s and so yeah like what a great way to take this film into a contemporary context like i loved the direction they took with it and nia DaCosta so killed good. it just yeah. killed it and like i think the that the, apartment kill that oh apartment kill there like were so many there were uh -huh. so many good kills but it it's like a really really good example of a sequel because we talk about sequels so much they always come up especially in horror but like what a great way to like use like the idea of a sequel with the theme of generational trauma is like fucking oh, genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really well made. <clears throat> and I don't know. I think it's cool that like filmmakers like Nita Costa and I don't know, Jordan Peele, Ari Aster, like they're bringing back the idea that like horror can be about like political issues can be about trauma it can be about a, it can be about personal things that affect they have people. something to say yeah, that's exactly. what all the best horror movies do man and like that's exactly. the thing that's so fucking annoying is all of the negative ramble about Candyman right now is people saying like i read one review Ugh. saying that it felt like it's like uh they're waving their finger at you and saying shame on you for being white and i'm Dude, like also shame on you for being white exactly. white people fucking suck but it's like let people fucking let there be some different voices talking about the shit right now. And you know what? We happen to be living right in the middle of a time 
where these stories need to be told and they need to be a little on the nose because we got to get it through these fucking morons heads that <laughs> they're potentially bad. being the idiots. Because honestly, this movie isn't so like, good. at least in my opinion, I don't think it even is like as heavy handed as like maybe what some of these cynics are saying. I don't know, but oh, absolutely I, not. I, I think it uh it does take that approach, though, and does it in an excellent way. Like, yeah. I don't know, like even using like the art world is kind of like the like the oh. the iceberg for this. Like I think that is fucking awesome. Like it's it's a really, really good connection. And it's there's a dangerous some, game to play. It's a dangerous game to play. And there's some like there's some killer lines. I don't really want to like give too too much away. I mean, if you know Candyman, you kind of know the general like plot, yeah. like what's gonna happen, who like Candyman is and what he does. And that's definitely prevalent in here. Because even even like beyond being like a pretty solid sequel in terms of like the themes that it's exploring, it's also great because it kind of has like, I guess fan service, but like in a really well like it's the smartest way. fan service I've ever seen. Yeah, like it's awesome because like okay they did it again, but they did it right. Like you can you can repeat things a little was, bit. You can you can reuse I, elements again, but you can do it in a really smart way. You can do it in a really like yeah. memorable way. And this film fucking did that in space. I felt like standing up and cheering at the end. Like, oh, I was so fucking stoked! It, yeah, did did on everything that you said. There was one scene like that I really actually fucking hated though, and that's probably what actually like took the film down a little bit for me. And I, I'll just say it was like a high school scene. I really fucking. Oh, hated that. I love that scene. No, I love that scene. It was just I, like I have I, one of those scenes in that movie. That there's a scene in that movie that I didn't really like. Uh, I get but, why that scene was there, but to me, it kind of felt like something like the studio insisted on. That's that's it. It really stood out differently to me, but. I mean, that's yeah. honestly a nitpick in the grand scheme of things. If you haven't seen this yet, because I guess it's not that it's not that old. I mean, I'm sure everyone's kind of no, talked it to death fucking, a little bit. It came out like three weeks ago, dude. <laughs> Man, time moves so fast. I don't fucking yeah. know. But um, it is like it's crazy. You can watch it online now. Like it's you can rent it. Like yeah, I saw I it in Vancouver it. with yeah. Nick yeah, and so, uh, we were both blown away. I, it's my favorite horror movie of the year so far. And it's been almost it, like I just saw Candyman, the original, um, yeah. like a year and a half ago. So it hasn't been that long since I first saw that film. So watching this one again, it just felt like a, like, I, I love films that can, like, really take, like, the heart and soul of, like, a film that was meaningful to that generation and honestly do it again for this generation. I really yeah. feel like that that's what this film's done. So, yeah, I couldn't praise this one enough. Really, really, it, it's top, it's at the top for me right now of some of my favorite yeah. horror of the year, for sure. Yeah, I, lo I loved it. I can't wait for you to watch it, Boozy, because you're a fan of the original, hey? Oh, yeah, I, I've been really excited to watch it. I just yeah. uh, haven't got out to watch it, and I haven't rented it yet i think if you it has like, like a... the original you're gonna love it like they even do like there's bernard rose's or like oh, the yeah. philip glass score yeah uh yeah. that they like kind of touch on in a couple spots it's like the most loving sequel i've ever seen like it's like they are paying so much respect to the original while just like creating a whole bigger universe with it I, oh god i loved it. it it honestly has a really like likable energy about it to me yeah. like i feel like i mean obviously there's gonna be haters for everything but it's just one of those films that has like a really like engaging atmosphere that I, I feel like most folks are going to enjoy, to be honest. Like it, it's, it was it delicious to, to look at. It has a lot to say. It's good to look at, but it's also kind of a popcorn flick in some ways. So yeah, it, totally. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't like it definitely delves into camp a little bit. And that's one thing that we're going to talk about a lot today. But like, oh, yeah. I'm loving the resurgence of camp. Bring the it camp back, resurgence. baby. Come on. <laughs> camp. Uh, but yeah, Candyman, great, great movie. Boozy, you want to give us another one? Oh yeah, I got lots for you. All right, so coming up next, we have 2019's The Dead Don't Die. 
This is Jim oh Jaramouche. Uh, <laughs> Lucy's the last person I would have told to watch this movie. <laughs> Uh, let's uh so a, a peaceful town of centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their grave uh this is just another zombie movie i did not choose this to watch but i i went and watched through it um i understand it's a it's a lot of light fun and comedy they they break the fourth wall a couple times um there's some good running jokes in this overall not my kind of movie it's it I, honestly, maybe it is just the whole like the the idea of the small town zombie invasion has been done a lot. Um, so that kind of takes a little bit out of it. Um, I, I really like Adam Driver. I think he was really good in this. I, I think, like I said, uh, I think the humor is really good. I'm not a huge Bill Murray mark. I was but about to he say, was, you love He Bill was Murray. fine. He was fine. Uh, fucking Tom Waits, Iggy Pop, and Selena Gomez were in this for some reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, Selena Gomez is looking good, uh, as usual. Uh, she that's always a music? weird stance for me that you're not a she's Gomez just, fan to me she's well no i don't know i think i feel like she's gonna be 50 in show luck 12 huh is All that right. a good thing or a bad thing well i don't know it depends who you ask i guess i i don't know maybe she'll get id'd when she goes to buy gin or something like i, I think that's a compliment yeah okay uh, so if you if you want to have some zombie fun, um, there's some cool stuff to be had in this. I, I will say I'm not gonna uh, poo poo upon all over it. It was it was fine. Um, so that was that. Uh, what do I have next? I still haven't seen The Dead Don't Die. Actually, I haven't. I've heard nothing. Like I I've heard there's I know two people who have said that it's like amazing, and I almost always disagree with those people. And I love yeah. Jim Jarmusch, but I, like I, I do too. Yeah, so, from what I've heard, it's like his worst movie. I know. It's just, it's such a weird film for him to make that I thought, well, shit, like, it must be yeah, something Maybe he'll do something cool. Yeah, no, I, really I, checked out, I checked out the rest of his filmography, and this is very odd within the scope of it. Like, have yeah. you seen Only Lovers Left Alive? Yeah. I mean, no, that, I but, but that's such a more, like, dramatic tone. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's just, no, but that's different. what I'm saying, like. Like, that's like, you know, a vampire film. And I don't know, sure. you would expect Jim Jarmers to do something kind of, if he's going to do a zombie movie, he's got to have a good reason to do a zombie movie. And exactly. I know I, I shouldn't be talking about a movie I haven't seen, but I've, I've heard that it's just, it's not. Well, it seems like the consensus, to be fair. Um, I'm going to knock off another one real quick here. Mitch, you have another one, hey? I have one. I'll be very quick for that okay. one. But yeah, go hard, baby. Uh, my next one, I don't know why I watch these. I think it's just because it's all part of the same universe and I got to get through it. I watched Annabelle Comes Home. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to like this from the start. I knew. I, I honestly, I tried sitting down and being like, there's some redeemable qualities in here. Um, and what this comes down to is there probably isn't redeemable qualities for me in this. It's definitely, if you look at the first, where this all kind of started, even with the first Annabelle movie and like conjuring that whole universe, this this movie itself is so far removed from the rest of that universe while also being very intertwined within it. It, it just feels like a, a Scooby-Doo spinoff episode, right? It's, it feels like it's, Night, of, Night at the it, Museum. Night at the Museum, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought the werewolf was a thing i that's kind of what i was sticking around for so guess what a... that that wasn't cgi apparently was it not I, like that, that's what i'm, I I'm wondering hard how, to believe. The, how the fuck are they finding ways to make real things look so bad that they look cgi well that's then... what i mean like uh, the, uh, maybe the the 
the face wasn't and the rest of it was it just I'm it guessing moves. they did some flare on it like and I'm like okay so you covered the makeup artist job then because uh, it didn't look good like that werewolf did no. not look good no it looked very scraggly and underfed um but yeah this is this movie is very much like a, a it's like the goosebumps entry into the series but not as high quality i find that the the humor wasn't that good everybody just kind of felt very fat flat and it's very interesting that they went from this from like annabelle creation i know that uh Mitch, yeah, you, you know, like that movie i'm a huge fan of that one and you know that like i'm i am kind of a mark for these movies like i yes. i accept them for what they are and uh, comes home is one that got like really good reviews and it seems like a lot of people really loved it which i'm happy about but that one did nothing for I, me i don't get and that's the thing is it, it's and that's what i keep coming back to maybe it's that i'm stuck in the times but like as part of this whole universe and especially the story that's trying to tell with like it actually showing how annabelle gets home and kind of the stuff that she does it's just really hokey and i i don't know uh, how did annabelle get home that's just, the real question <laughs> And and they always start it with like the whole um, they pick her up from just other people's houses and they don't really yeah. explain. They're just like, yeah, we don't like this doll. I remember even seeing like uh, like The Conjuring, which is a movie I fucking love. Like I, I you won't hear me shit talk that movie in any way. But the opening of the first Conjuring is the Annabelle se- sequence, and I remember yes. being in the theater and being bummed out. I'm like, oh no, this is gonna fucking <laughs> suck. And I'm like, I'm just not interested in Annabelle as a character at all. Like, especially well, they're doll. Uh, but at the same time, I loved creation, but, uh, I just think that one has tons of really fact well that they got scares, so but... much out of this doll. Yeah. yeah that's, impressive. that's it, impressive. It is impressive. I'll give and them that. They big... went all three movies without, uh, retconning if it's actually a possessed doll or not like Brahms. Oh, right. God. I, wow. I'm sorry to bring back the Brahms. Yeah, I actually fucking forgot about Brahms. Bring Brahms home. <laughs> bring Brahms yeah, home. Let's bring him home. <laughs> Shout out. Brent. Um, William Brent so, Bell. Shout out so William, Brent William Bell. Biden Bell. Yeah, Biden. Biden. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, do you have any more? I'm 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 dry right now. That's all I Those got. Are, oh, I'm I'm happy to. Are you satisfied? Yeah. <laughs> it was good, good for you. Yeah, candy man really. I'm surprised you watch Canton like. Maybe it's just me. Like, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm surprised that Kyle watched That doesn't seem maybe like that would be the thing you'd go for, honestly. I actually really liked the... I was, like, pleasantly surprised with the original. And I was pretty stoked on it. No, I I mean that in a good way. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I. Oh, God. I can't wait to watch Candyman again. That's one that I feel like I'm going to... There's two movies we're talking about Do you know what's crazy, though? I've watched a couple times. The cinematographer for Candyman is the same cinematographer for the He's All That remake. Oh my god, triggered. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Can you imagine how I felt the day that I woke up, turned on Netflix, and saw that there was a sequel for the movie that I was watching when my parents told me they were getting a divorce? I should have known why I walk into this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's that dipshit from Cobra Kai with the dumb hair. Yeah, yeah it's that guy. Um, and, okay, Yeah. I, I let me knock off one really quick, because I got like, it, it's nothing, I don't have a lot to say about it, because everyone, if you listen to the Terror Table, you know that I'm a big fan of this. What We Do in the Shadows is back, baby. Season 3 is back. There are four episodes out right now. Ooh. It somehow just keeps getting is better. Is it better than last year? I don't know if I'd say it's better. I think I'm just fully in love. Like, I'm fully fucking it's in love with this show. It's hard to get better, because I remember we like season 2 more than season, season 1. Two. Like, it's... Oh, season two is way better than season one, and I love season one. But, like, so season two, the first couple episodes, they do spend 
even more time with Colin Robinson, who's like one of the best, most, uh, he's one of the best characters in the whole show. Um, but if you're fans of that, the whole energy vampire thing, like if you haven't been watching what we do in the shadows, the TV show, you gotta get on it. It is, it's as good as comedic television gets these days. Um, like I, I, I know there's a, a lot out there. I've been watching Ted Lasso. It's also great. Um, but yeah, what we do in the shadows, it's, it's so fucking good. I am so happy that it's back. Uh, I feel like a part of me has been like, my heart has started beating again. You know, they brought you back to life. I love this show. So yeah, what we do in the shadows season three, it's out, baby. Get on it. Please everybody watch it so that it never gets canceled. Oh, wait, I do have one quick thing I'll mention. It's not horror related, but it's movie related. And I went back to the theater for the first time since the invisible man, which is the last film I saw in theaters. And I saw Shang-Chi cinema. Uh, Shang-Chi was sick. Is it called Shang-Chi? I, I like I don't I know so little about this character and I've heard so many good things about this movie. Okay, did you say fucking awesome. Cha Cha or Shang-Chi? Shang? That's funny. So people who have seen the film will laugh at what Boozy just said because it's kind of a that's a joke in the film actually. <laughs> you uh, know, Marvel. It's fun. awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's just a it's a it's a kung fu movie. It's it's yeah. Badass. It's part of the Marvel universe, right? It definitely is. And I kind of got caught up a little bit. I watched Black Widow and stuff that honestly wasn't that as exciting to me. But this, I fucking loved. It was just, yeah. it was a great return to the movies. And if, you, if you're into this stuff at all, I would definitely recommend Shang-Chi. I've had multiple, awesome. multiple people who are fans of the Marvel movies like I am tell me that it's the best one out of all of them. It's my favorite and... A long time. I, I think crazy. I think I think you dig it, man, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, no, I I can't like, wait to see it. I still haven't seen Black Widow either because it's like when I go to the theater because since it's like I'm not going to just every single movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, for obvious reasons, but it's like I I just haven't been in the mood for that kind of movie lately. But I I need to get on it because I've heard such great things. I want to see it on just, the big screen. It was a spectacle. It really felt it felt like a good like summer flick for sure. I heard that it, like doesn't really feel that marvelly. Like it's like they they found a no. way to to kind of make it fresh again. I definitely which agree. It's an impossible feat. Also, Tony Long is in it, and he's like a fucking goat. If there ever was one, he's so good in this movie. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll it, go see it tomorrow. Yeah, definitely peep. Peep, peep Shang-Chi if you haven't seen it yet. That's Shang-Chi and Candyman. Those are my recommendations for the week. Awesome. Boozy, you take it away, baby. You you tell us what okay, else you got. got Let's empty I that got, tank. Uh, I got two left to piss on you guys with. <laughs> Perfect. Um, right. Let me empty my tank here. So the first one uh, is 2020. This is directed by Nicholas Pesci, uh, The Grudge. I went and checked. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've heard a lot about this film. It is, I believe, it's a remake, a reboot remake of The Grudge, which has already been remade and rebooted in itself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw this movie. It fucking sucked. I never saw this one. It's, I I just have to say, like, this isn't the worst. Um... It it's got some some decent people in it. Uh, John Cho, uh, who else? Andrea Risebro's in this. Oh, Lin right. Shay. She's in um, everything. Yeah, right. So I think that the I think it's acted fine. Um, it it's it's stylistically it looks great. It's it's kind of got that like dirty look to it. But yeah, overall it just um, there's there's nothing really here. It's like a it's like a nice car with like no engine. Do you know? It it just it it kind of feels like. I don't want to say this is like a, a 
Kia hatchback that you like get for five thousand dollars. Yeah, and then you you forget about it really soon after, which is unfortunate because I I think the reason I wanted to check it and I knew it wasn't going to be great just from what I've heard since it came out, but it was just kind of like, dude, it's the Grudge. Like we 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 grew up with the Grudge and the Ring that sort of stuff, so I have to kind of see where it goes. And Nicholas Pesci, I think, is a great director. Uh, he also did write this. It's just yeah, I think um, I think there was a lot of studio interference with it. I could be yeah. wrong, but. Uh, also, ballsy move, getting a guy who did The Eyes of My Mother and getting him to do a grudge movie, which, like, that's what got me excited for it. Uh, this was oh, my most disappointed movie of 2020. Like, for the Feedback Society, I had to choose mm-hmm. one, and I was like, I just went with the one that went straight to my head. But, yeah, not, I, I did not like this movie. <laughs> I, I did also, the one thing I will give it, though, is that it, it did, was it like, it did, it was a little bit gorier than I, I actually was expecting from them. Mm. I, it played it like it. This movie did play it very safe, but not compared to a lot of a lot of that other kind of mainstream remake re, uh, reboot kind of stuff. I I actually thought this was pretty good with that. So whatever. I mean, if you're if you're into the grudge, it's a grudge movie. Take it for what it is. What was this rated? Is it PG thirteen? Oh gosh, you're asking me the rating now. I don't know. I feel like that's always kind of like a good <laughs> it's indication. A good sign. It's a good yeah. sign. Yeah, suddenly kind of got water. It got watered down a little bit. But the grudge doesn't need to be violent to be good. Like it definitely doesn't, but I think I'm think also the comes... wrong person to ask. I've never liked the grudge. I love the ring, but not a grudge fan. I just noticed that a lot of these remakes sometimes and the ones that aren't as successful, like they try to make them as like marketable as possible. So they'll they'll dial it down a little yes. bit, whether it's in whatever sense that is and this one kind of, I haven't seen it, so I can't say, but it seems I, like maybe that's a It chance. feels, I, I agree with what you're saying, Kyle. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of, like, you're kind of, uh, like, stretching the dollar, I guess it would be. It's like, hey, sure. let's, you know, get something that maybe is a little less memorable, but maybe a certain amount of people uh, outside of what usually would go see it might. Yeah. So I, 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 like the, agree with I like the most helpful reviews on IMDb. Uh, the first one is three stars. Who asked for this? <laughs> the next one is three stars. Awful. The next one is one star. I created an IMDb account just so that I could leave a one star review. Oh my God. And then like another something one. something I would do. Yeah, it <laughs> does. That These does. all sound like boozy. And uh, eight out of 10. Not that bad. <laughs> That's, Fair enough. Is that really what you want out of an eight out of 10? Not that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, not that, that guy's bad. easy to play. Eight out though. of 10. That's nice. That's good to know. That's a good yeah. audience. Yeah, that's someone who you got to market your movies for. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know if I'll peep this Grudge remake. No, I, I don't. I think it would but be I'm a ha- waste of your time, definitely. I'm happy you got at least something out of it, Boozy. That's good. And I want to finish this off talking about the film that I've seen recently that I, I really enjoyed and I haven't seen. The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. oh i didn't show kyle that uh so quick side note i was on flipping through tubi in the horror section and yeah there's one that comes up and it's the murder of nicole brown simpson so i was like oh okay it's like a documentary (laughs) oh oh, okay okay i like this it's not a documentary whatsoever and if you go and look at the the cover art for it um oj simpson's is a little more um eggshell than he he usually is which is an interesting character choice Let's hear uh, let's hear the casting for this. So Mina Savari plays Nicole Brown Simpson. Nick Stahl 
plays Glenn Rogers. Taryn Manning plays Faye Resnick. Like, these people, I'm pretty sure Taryn Manning, wasn't she, didn't she get a fucking Emmy for Orange is New Black? Uh, no, but this is Daniel Ferens. He's the guy who made the Never Sleep Again documentary. And it's like one of the best horror documentaries ever made. But then he, ever since he's been making, yeah, he did. He produced Amityville, The Awakening, that movie that was an ongoing joke at the beginning of the Terror Table. We didn't know if it was ever going to come ever out. Ever going to come out, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then it did come out and it wasn't good. But then he, his other recent film from 2019 was none other than The Haunting of Sharon Tate featuring right. uh, Hilary Duff. Duff. Yes, of course. Wait, um, which... So we're thinking about doing a series on this. <laughs> Are you in, Kyle? <laughs> I'm definitely down. I'd love to see Hillary back on the screen. I, I will say, like, I'm sure we'll cover it if we if we do do this series on these. But um, they're in very poor taste to have a victim's name in the title. Yeah, that's and nice. not change any of it. You really mean just, that like, there's something distasteful about his newest movie, Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman? I I can well. Yeah. It, if the the name of the movie oh was like God. Ted Bundy and then late named all of his victims, his next <laughs> one's even worse, man. You know what his next movie's called? Nine Eleven. Eileen. Nine Eleven. Just Nine Eleven. Uh, no, Eileen Warnows, American Boogie Woman. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. And it's it's about her. Um, it's an alternate reality movie where she actually just becomes a boogie dancer in the seventies. Tobin Bell is in it. What? This man will do anything. <laughs> He's a maniac. But yeah, that's the, like what a what that is a weird a double, let's let's do that's a double a... feature. A double feature on Haunting of Sharon Tate and the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. I don't know why I'm recommending this cuz that's 3 hours. Yeah, that's going to do That's going to take a lot of our lives, but you know what? It might be worth it. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right, let's also let... wrote Halloween Curse of Michael Myers though, so respect. That, well, yeah, which is one of the better you're like the only people on earth who like that movie <laughs> it, it's one of the better ones um okay so we'll go back to this is my last film uh it, this is on netflix you can go check it out 2019 directed by lee cronin this is the hole in the ground nice. um oh, not yeah, i've heard of this one not a great title for a movie uh, it, it's it's very much the the title of the movie is what you're getting out of this so Basically, the whole premise of this movie is a mother who a whole moves to, premise, a whole premise, uh, moves to a new part of town or a, a countryside with her son, and her son starts acting a little bit different, and she's trying to figure out why, and just other stuff is happening around this uh, Irish countryside. I I don't know for sure because it hasn't really been said anywhere or anywhere I could find whether this is based on any actual Irish lore, but it does feel quite a bit like it is something like, um, the hallow, uh, yeah, and caveat and stuff. Caveat, that's the, like, stuff. Uzi, you are an Irish boy. I, I think we, I am. We talked about this cause you love caveat so much hole in the grounds, Irish. That's why oh, we got to do kill list in October. Cause like, I don't understand. Like, there's no way that you're going to love all these movies and not love Kill List. Like, it's I, Irish filmmakers. They make some really good horror. I think, and this is, yeah, this is part of it. I was not sure what I was getting into watching this. And 
surprised the shit out of me. Out of a lot of things I've seen lately, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think there's some great scares. And I think one thing that you can kind of talk about in movies like this, having mentioned it, is with, with films that deal with lore, because you can even talk about something like Candyman. If, you know, you set out proper rules and background to this lore, I think it can make it a lot of fun for your viewer to figure out as they go through this movie, or as they go through movies, and this one's no different. Cool. It's an A24 joint. Is it A24? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I didn't know that either, which would make sense because, you know, it's A24. I'm now going to go log on to Facebook and and shit all over it. Oh, no, it is. You're definitely correct. Yeah. No, this is one that just kept getting by me. Like, I, uh, I I tried, I was watching it, but I fell asleep and the person I was watching it with didn't like it, but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I, I definitely, out of anything I've talked about today, I, I would recommend this probably the most. Sweet. Nice. Uh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Would you, uh, quickly, let's just quickly share our thoughts. So, Boozy, I finally watched that Halloween Kills, uh, the new trailer. Yes. That came so out, what, two se- days ago? Yeah. Yeah. So, I finally Final I watched trailer. it. I watched it right before this. Uh, they, yeah. Like, I'm fucking so excited to just see Michael tear through people. <laughs> and especially since they're bringing back, like, all, like, the, the actual kids from the original. Like, I fucking it, love it's, that. It is wild. It's kind of kind of in like an it way almost where it's like we survived oh, the first yeah. time and it's so many years yeah, later like, here Tommy he is Doyle, again. Anthony Michael Hall is going to be in it. Uh, Kyle Richards like Lindsay Wallace like that's fucking insane man. Uh, it it so is I'm, insane. I'm very excited but you know how I was I was one of those guys uh, when we were talking about when the trailer came out everyone was saying like it shows a lot like it does but now I feel like we've seen the whole movie. <laughs> Like it, between it both does. trailers, holy shit, man! Like there is, like See, what else could they possibly show that's, us? That's that's what I'm excited for, though. Is is <laughs> like yes, they've there, showed us so there. much, but hey, what does that mean that they still left off the table? Okay. I, mean, I know they're gonna do the mask pull off though, and I can't a, stand that. Boozy, I like it. It's a half a glass is like you know half full, not half empty yeah. kind of thing. I'm into that's it. Exactly it. Yeah, you know. No, what? but I, I mean. It looks beautiful, though. Like, uh, that's the thing. Like, uh, they played the trailer. They played the trailer for Halloween Kills, Malignant, and Last Night in Soho before we saw Candyman. And I was like, good God. Like, I actually actually thought Malignant looked like shit. Uh, But then, yeah, the Halloween Kills trailer looks so good on the big screen. And Last Night in Soho, like, count me, riddle me stoked. I I really I think I've made this comparison before, but the way that Halloween Kills is stacking up, how it's looking right now, obviously once we see it, might change the mind a little bit, but it it totally is following like this Lord of the Rings esque element to it, where like this is gonna be our two towers because shit's gonna go insane. This is like the the most violent Michael's Michael. start talking in this one, yeah, <laughs> like the trees. That'd be sick. Or maybe He's gonna hold talk. people upside down see. and and. <laughs> Yeah, I watched this trailer. I watched this trailer and I didn't really know what to think, to be honest, because I've I think I've only Maybe ever seen, you haven't the, seen the first one. I've only ever seen the original Halloween and I've never <laughs> seen the one before this. Right. So you, you haven't seen the uh, the sequel to the sequel to the sequel. Sure. Whatever it is. 
But like Mitch, what you've alluded to, though, I did watch the trailer with you guys like a couple months ago, and I've seen this now to the point where I think I've also seen Halloween Kills, if I'm being completely honest. Like, but... what What could they possibly show us? Like, I really, like, it looks, I think it looks really good, like, when Michael's, like, jumping on the car and shit. Totally, totally. But I'm like, what, what, but why couldn't we have waited another two weeks for this? Like, do you think it's yeah. just, like, do you think they just do, do it really... just to, like really assure people like you're gonna like it everything you want is there i think to it must me, be that when you're right? showing your when you're showing your cards this much it's kind of like fuck like this and like the early reviews are not good but i also do not give a fuck about reviews for halloween like, oh, yes. like a halloween sequel like i i couldn't care less but um i have heard though that this is like a bonkers wild ass movie so if it is that, I feel like I'm going to be excited because I'm really, really enjoying how wild movies are getting again. Like we're getting right. fucking crazy movies again. So, uh, yeah, no, I I'm, shouldn't show too many of my cards right now. But, yeah, I'm very excited to uh, what, I'm still what excited do you guys to think, see it. What do you guys think of the the new his new look, his new do? Well, it's I, a I, fucking. I think, it's the same night as the first one. <laughs> I know. I think that the. I just think that that having something like a character. Yeah, a character change. That is a good uh, sign of a character change right there. Having his face changed, and I think that it does uh, coincide with like you kind of you, you pissed off, like you poked the hornet's nest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Michael's meaner now. I do think that it's a it's a we're living in a very fucked up world when Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode is the thing I'm most least excited about in this movie. Like just because like I I liked her in the 2018 one enough up until like the end, obviously. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, this whole basket case Laurie Strode thing. I feel like they they kind of got to kill her in this one. Like she's kind of got to go. Wouldn't it be uh, like That's really a bummer scene. if she just got randomly like run over and then Watch, she was just she out of the movie in the it. first five minutes? That would <laughs> be amazing. Resurrection because... too. Yeah. Oh man. She just seems so like a kiss, Sarah Connor now. Her. Like you can't get rid of her. I think she's always around now. Yeah. I know. Either way, I think like obviously I'm a sucker for fire in film too. Like <laughs> the, the fire looks really good. Like uh, we got a pyro. I, yeah, we got pyro. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. Oh, speaking of which, it's, it was Nick Castle's birthday today. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nick Castle! Even though, Nick Castle. even though this episode's going to come out like ten days from now. Well, we're putting it out into the, okay. the universe, so he'll feel that positivity. Yeah, yeah. I hope he feels it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I'm feeling the Halloween Kills stuff. I guess. Like, I just feel like I. I'm really. I really hope they can show me something in the in the movie because. It's like we've we've seen him kill like fifteen people in just these trailers. Oh, don't worry, man. you're gonna you're gonna come around on this one. I know. I'm I'm gonna have to watch 2018 oh, and watch. I'm not this. even I'm not even against it. I, like I'm against them showing this much. I'm just like guys. Like I was gonna come. I was <laughs> like, gonna, I, yeah. I feel like Halloween <laughs> fans were going to come anyways. Like you don't have to worry about me not coming, guys. <laughs> guys, I was going to come. <laughs> I also right. I, I do have to mention um, I. I did it the first time I ordered when the the first Halloween came out. I ordered the Sacred Bones record for it with oh, the, the... the alternate art, and I just put in my order for the Kills one. I want to yeah. get all of those vinyls. Those tracks are sounding amazing. Obviously, like I've been keeping up with them. They've been dropping them every Friday on Spotify, and it's been awesome. And that's the fun part. I, I find especially that's a that's a testament, honestly, to the soundtrack itself that. You know, it's just fun to listen to. Yeah. You know. Oh, dude, wait till you hear the Candyman soundtrack's awesome as well. 
I can't really wait good. for that. That one, Candyman is still like uh, Kyle mentioned before that he liked it and you did as well. I was like, that's something I really want to get out and check out soon too. Yeah, you should. I, it's fucking crazy. There's a Don't Breathe sequel out and I haven't seen it. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, well, we'll talk about that once There's I get there. There's an Escape there. Room sequel. I know, and I actually <laughs> want to see that. Me and Boozy liked Escape Room. I, I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna pick up from where they ended the last one. If you guys remember. I oh god, that was like somehow no the spoilers for Escape Room. Escape Room Two, Airbud. Yes. Oh, there we go. All right. Dunstan do you guys want to? Do you guys want to talk? Oh my god, Dunstan checks in. What are you doing? We got to get onto the main feature. We can't right. talk about okay. Dunstan checks in the movie where the monkey checks into a hotel. Um, that's a movie. Yeah, oh, dude, we've talked, Boozy, the amount of times you have said that's a movie to this exact question yeah, is mind-blowing, just because yeah, it's also true. mind-blowing that we're bringing up Dunstan Checks In in 2021. Um, but yeah, yeah, check it out. You guys want to talk about Malignant? I think it's time. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, we'll see you when we're talking about Malignant. All right, and welcome to our main feature presentation in which we are talking about the highly divisive 2021 James Wan horror film, Malignant. Uh, So the synopsis of Malignant is Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Once again, the film is written and directed by James Wan with help uh, on the script by Ingrid B. Sue, Akella Cooper, and um, the film is starring Annabelle Wallace, who was actually in the original Annabelle movie, I guess. I didn't think that I had ever seen her before. I always just thought that she was an Angelina Jolie lookalike. Does she not look like Angelina yeah, Jolie in this I movie? I can see it. Yeah. Also, if, yeah, um, if you like, saw her from a distance in a crowd, I, I can see it. Who's yeah. the girl from Suspiria and Fifty Shades of Grey? What's her name? Uh, Ma- Madison Hassan? No, fuck. Dakota Fan. What's her name? Dakota. Dakota. Oh, Dakota Fan. Johnson. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Dakota Fan. She kind of looks is like. It, is it well. actually Dakota Johnson? It is. Yeah. yeah. I was just randomly guessing Dakota Fanning. That's what's the chances? I love oh. uh, Dakota Johnson. Uh, George Young is in this film. Um, I guess that's yeah. That's kind of all we need to talk about in terms of cast. Uh, but yeah, this movie I gonna be completely honest with you guys like you guys know i'm a huge james wan fan i always have been i think the only movie out of his that i've ever not been a fan of was dead silence i i did not care for that movie at all the um, one? come on no yeah, that's sinister the, isn't that all oh, right no dead silence last time i watched dead silence i was oh, like no this no, is one of the baldwin's is in dead silence no it's donnie Wahlberg. or oh, oh, Wahlberg. Right, right, right. donnie what? Wahlberg. he's he, it's when he's detective police cop who's always <laughs> He's always uh, combing his beard. Well, detective he's, police cop Tony. He's walking Donnie around like, what are all these dolls doing here? Well, my brother, I mean, my brother, he could have stopped 9-11. To be fair. If he was there, 9-11 would, would, it would be a no-go on his part. gone down differently. There would have been some blood in the first class. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Malignant was supposed to come out before COVID. Um, so maybe oh, really? that's why I don't remember, because, like, I feel like it would be tough to hide a James Wan making a horror movie from me. Like that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that I'm like, I'm very excited about that. I always, you know, I'm, I'm like half expecting him to drop off one of these days or like, to, you know, with the success of Furious 7 and Aquaman, uh, fan of both of those movies. 
Um, I just, I'm happy to see him go back to horror. And then I find out the story behind it being like, you know, he obviously had those films were such a big success that the studio gave him $10 million and told him to make whatever he want. And he gave us malignant and God bless his fucking soul. Yeah. <laughs> so I already talked about this last, last week. So everyone here knows I'm a fan of malignant. I've now watched it three times. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Wow. I watched it again right before we did this. Uh, I watched it last night in preparation. Um, this is a movie that is, uh, there's always one movie every year that will break me. Uh, I think in 2019 it was uh, Midsommar. Cause, and I turned out to be wrong about that one. Like I always thought people were kind of hyping it up too much. But Malignant's the one where reviews, there's so many reviews calling this movie bad. Yeah. And talk about people who just entirely missed the fucking point. Like if you you can't like if you think this movie's bad, you you can say you didn't like it. But if you say this movie's bad, you have no fucking clue, like what you're talking Jesus. about. Well, no, I'm serious. I'm sorry, but like I don't understand. Like, well, I guess I can't understand because people aren't horror fans the way that we are. But like, uh, or you know, you have to have like a a hefty knowledge of the genre to know where camp comes from and what camp looks like you're telling me that james Wan doesn't know how to direct actors so when you're saying that the acting's bad it's like yeah that was a stylistic choice like clearly from the get-go movie yeah, opens up the movie opens up with a we need to cut out the cancer and it's so cheesy and so and i was like and then the heavy synth like electronic music 90s music comes in i'm like oh baby and uh oh, yeah God. it just uh I'm going to let lot. you guys start talking. I, I I really want to hear what you guys are thinking, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a big lot. fan. I'm a very really big fan of this movie. Where do we even begin on this? One? I want to hear from Boozy first. Boozy, yeah, what are your Boozy thoughts go. on Malignant? Is it Malignant or is it Malignot for you? It's it's uh, it's a Malignot for me. I'm just going to be flat out Hell yeah. there. Let's do it. There yes. are, I, I just want to say there, there are ideas within here. I took a lot of notes. I took like uh, time stamps at some parts. <laughs> Um, I, I understand why a lot of people like this movie. I, I think there are some cool core ideas. I think the, the, the last half of this movie is really cool. It's just, it's been so long getting there. And I just have to say like, it, maybe I missed the, uh, the point, Mitch. Uh, I just, I found a lot of the characters very depthless. They, they, mm-hmm. they just they felt like straw people for a lot of this, and they were. I, I, I just I didn't find that the story was that fun for me outside of that. And I understand that it's like, or or so so everyone says that like it's kind of a love letter to Giallo, which I can see some of those elements. And then mm-hmm. at other times, I'm seeing stuff that kind of reminds me of House of Wax, uh, yes. Black Xmas. It sometimes okay, reminds that's me the, of. Yeah. Yeah. Boozy, that's the one where, uh, like, I was talking to you last night where I said that it's got, like, a little bit of House of Wax in it, but there's also one movie that I know you hate, so I'm not going to mention it, and it was Black Xmas. Yeah, <laughs> and and you can definitely tell that this is this is a director who has spent time in the, the main Hollywood limelight because you do kind of see those, those styles. Um, I will say, like, the jail scene, you're seeing kind of action stuff you won't see uh from most horror movies just because it's so out of left field um i i I do think this is very imaginative it is really it's just uh i did not 
yeah, I just I did not have a great time watching this, and and I wanted to. I, I was taking into consideration. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's so good," and then I saw you know people saying, "Hey, you got to wait till the end because at a certain point it'll hook you." And I I kept right. watching, and I I just I didn't feel. I was like, "This isn't at the end of the day." my kind of movie and i guess yeah, that is that's fair because i i do agree like this is really well made i think there's some fantastic uh cinematography in this i think there's a lot of cool um uh tracking shots throughout the like the house and just following people around where i'm like wow this zoom is, pans it's like this is all amazing it's just it's kind of everything within the universe of it is kind of boring to me Oh God! I'd never thought I'd hear the words "boring" and "malignant," but I, I no. I, I just want to quickly clarify though, because I did come out. I came out hot. I came out swinging, and I wasn't meaning to be disrespectful in that way. See, Boozy, that's how you go about it, though. It's like obviously, clearly, this movie was not made for everybody, and it's not going to be everybody's jam. But what was annoying me is people saying that James Wan's a hack and shit. It's just like James Wan knows exactly what the fuck he's doing here. Yeah. He's making Cherry Falls in 2021, like. Yeah. yeah, and it, and it still contained all the stuff that made all of his other films so successful. Like there, there are the the one is are, are all the the bad CGI. Um, apparently everybody lives um right near a forest fire, or it's just foggy all the time, or a or a asylum on the hill, <laughs> where you park <laughs> way too close to the edge. Did anybody else notice that? Oh, that, yeah. that oh, she yeah. parked. I was like, are you gonna stop? I actually or, thought it was yeah. Okay, Kyle, because I, I saw your letterbox rating, so and that was my initial letterbox rating walking out of the movie the first time I saw it, and then right. it kept gnawing at me. It's been a long time since what? I've been I pulled see, back. What was his rating? Three and a half, which is high for Kyle. Like for a movie like this, um, I was, I thought I was going to be fighting Kyle today. So, my first note is this looks like something Boozy would watch on Tubi. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I liked this movie. Um, I don't even really know where to begin. There's so much to fucking talk about in this thing. I will say, though, that what, like, I'll agree with you, though, Boozy, that I feel like the film does take a long time to get going. And I honestly hated this movie for, like, half an hour. I was like, what is this? But I, the only thing I knew about it was that, like, there was a twist or something happens to, like... I don't know, make the film interesting to some extent. Yeah, you just had to hold on for that. I had to hold on for that, and I think what makes it work for me overall is that it, the movie's kind of, like, I mean, maybe this is, like, a stretch, I don't know, but I feel like it's it's empty on purpose so that it kind of can fulfill the, like, the punchline, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, there is kind of this, like, like... I was laughing pretty hard from the get-go, man. He's jumping her, or sorry, he or she running around backwards, and like it's like it turns into the Matrix at one point. But I think I think a lot of that doesn't work without what eventually happens, though. Like I think Absolutely. I think as a, I think yeah. as a whole, like that is goofy and interesting and like kind of like like it's almost sensory overload in some ways, because like the the acting in this film isn't good, but like like you mentioned, Mitch, it's not like the direction's bad. It's like the acting is not what you would expect of like a regular James Wan film because that's supposed to add to the overall I don't know camp. vibe of camp. the film. And, mm -hmm. It's campy. It's like 80s, 90s shit. That's oh, so... I was feeling like urban legend vibe. Yeah. It kind of either reminded me of like I thought you were going to be all over it. It kind of gave me like trauma film vibes also a little yeah. bit in, in some ways. Uh but definitely like heavy like 
Jalo Suspiria type influence for sure. Like just like some of the visual cues are like almost I don't know. Like the thing about this film is it really like it's just like at a hundred the entire time. Like yes. it just wants to be at like such an incredible like height constantly. Mm-hmm. There are some music choices in this film that fucking shook me to my core because they were so bad but they were so good at the same time wait please don't talk tell me about the where is my mind bit because i fucking love that that one i do say is a little confusing for me oh i i've been listening to that song all week (laughs) i'm saying it was so it was so like ah what's the word i guess bad is that's not the right way to describe it but it's more like it's so jarring and it's aware of it though. Even like yeah, the exactly. I don't want to like when that song is first played. It's a, it's a character like um, reveal of some kind, or it tells like a, a a core detail to one of the main characters' backstory, and it's literally like a freeze frame on one of the actors, <laughs> and then an electronic remix of "Where's My Mind" by the yes. Pixies start playing, and it's just like what the I, fuck? It sounds so good. I love movie? that song. Okay, I have to ask. This is um, just just because of how ingrained that film is, or that that uh, song mm-hmm. is within another film. Does it feel weird seeing it? Because it's it's not Fight like let's, you mean. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's not something where like like it's like a Guns N' Roses song where like literally a million like Resident Evil, all your action movies, all this other shit is used. For me, it. it's twenty one so years. Specific. It's enough time. Yeah, twenty one years. Maybe that's and just they mix it up differently. It and also, works. I'm a huge Pixies fan, so like right. I. I, and I, I don't know. I just think it also. It, I think Kyle, you were saying it works. Like it, it does it, it work works for in a lot of ways. The, where is my mind? Elements it's, of things. It's yeah. kind of outlandish and like, but also like what you're saying, boozy. It's kind of like that song is associated like almost like explicitly with another film to the yeah. point where like every other director just wouldn't do it. But James Wan was like, well, I'm gonna do this because everyone's gonna have Fincher. the same reaction. And well, and that's what I, that's what I mean is it it is it's so ingrained not only like I I think the the song itself but even within the setting of the scene most mm-hmm. people can remember where that is for sure in Fight Club and that that's I'm not like saying like oh they can't anything. use it we haven't spoiled anything yet so I like that no 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 we won't like I think I think you need to you know you need to give this film a chance I'll put it that way because I think mm-hmm. there is a lot more happening here. It's but ripe th- for it's ripe for lazy critiques. Uh, but I get the same time. I I do think the way. I do think its biggest fault is that it's really to me it really hinges on that last like half an hour. And mm-hmm. in my mind, that last half an hour is some of the best shit I've seen in film in a really <laughs> long time. I love but it. I need to just preface that like I really honestly found the first hour sometimes incredibly enjoying and other times nauseating so it was just a real roller coaster ride of a <laughs> watching experience but when i finished the film i felt very satisfied and i think <laughs> overall it it works for me and it makes sense for me and i think it's kind of like a you can just tell that james wan was he was being gutsy and he kind of he knows he probably won't ever get to make another malignant exactly he made, so he made a malignant and that's oh, fine with me. Just you wait. There's going to be a malignant verse now. Oh, well, that's what I was I, like going into. I want to go into spoilers because I had a I, it, it's also like it's I don't know. I don't think that this movie just judging by the tone. I'm not trying to sound like like the person I saw this with. We both are like right from the beginning. It's like, hey, obviously this is what it is. And it turned out to be that way. Mm-hmm. But then it was a million times crazier than I thought it was going to be because I'm like, 
how would you pull that off? Like, uh, when we start talking about, uh, conjoined, whatever. Um, but it's like this, the one critique also that I see from a lot of people is like, and we're doing it today too, is like, this movie is so much like so many other movies because it's like it almost feels like a love letter yeah. to all these like crazy weird movies from all these different decades. Yet at the same time, it's nothing like any of them. That's what I like about it is that it it really we can say that That's it's fair. got a bit of That's House fair. of Wax and it. it's got a bit of Black Christmas. It's got some mm-hmm. Suspiria. It's got some Blood and Black Lace, like the dark half with Bruce Campbell. Like that's one of the ones that's like that it's most like I was telling Boozy or I think it was telling Boozy or I'm like. There's like a fucking basket case homage in this, like a Frank yeah, Cannon yeah. water basket so, case. And I'm, I, I was I like, I was I so about it. thrilled. But like you brought up basket case, Mitch, and I haven't seen basket case before. So I looked it up and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, this is like very much similar to Malignant in some ways. Not a, not 100%, but like definitely a little. I Like I was laughing in the theater, but the thing is I was laughing with joy. Like I was like, right. oh, like I, right. but also I think I went in, I don't know, for me, that opening sequence, I was like, oh boy, like what are, what are we, what are we doing here? Uh, like, and, but then I was like, all right, no, like this is a guy who's proven that he knows what he's doing. Totally. So I'm going to give him the totally. benefit of the doubt. And, you know, he does fall into some of the James Wan trappings that aren't some of my favorite things. Like, uh, I, I was a little worried that it was going to get really, really heavy handed on like the domestic abuse stuff. And I was like, that didn't really pay off. Well, it did because that's what triggered the whole thing. Like when he throws her head into the wall. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that didn't like the act. Like, that's one of those things where it can't be effective when the acting is kind of campy and over the top. But I feel totally, like if you look yeah. at like the police, the police station in this and all the detectives, oh it's God. like they are straight up talking like they are in maniac CSI. cop or something. Like, like there's some there's aspects of this film that like almost border on like parody at times. Like, yeah. like a, totally, totally. Yeah, and, I agree. And like at the same time, he's kind of like throwing like all the tricks, like every trick in the book at the wall as well. Like, but I mean, like you said, Mitch, I mean, he's like the man's an expert like he can throw every trick in the book at the wall because he knows how to do every trick so it's i don't know like it it's interesting because i feel like only james wan could really make this film because he just has the experience and knowledge to do something so like out of left field yeah right and that that's what's really interesting for me the film that actually this reminds me of in a lot of ways is pain and gain Oh yeah, yes, and I love that movie. And that's a movie I thought looked like dog shit, and then I went to it and I was like, oh, he he's in on the joke. Like Michael Bay's exactly. in on the joke because yeah. it, it's kind of like it's like those two. Like in this case, James Wan and Michael Bay, very different directors, but some would argue similar. Anyway, Both misogynists. Wait, well, no, <laughs> sorry, any, no, anyway, James Wan isn't at all. Like those are two films though that are basically having their those respective actor or directors. Sorry look at like what where they stand in like the film canon and reveling in that like mm-hmm. pain and gain is basically a commentary on a lot of michael bay's work and you could say malignant is kind of commentary on james wan's work totally but taking his own you know, spin on it with kind of like a b-movie approach which is for me what makes this film like stand out because if it was just kind of that like parody airy kind of like hokey campiness that that does work but if it was just that for the whole film and there was some sort of like different twist or different angle that the film takes i don't think i would like this film it would have lost your interest exactly and it honestly almost did that that's where that's like 
like I, I enjoyed this film, but I, I do need to preface that like if you're feeling I don't even know 45 minutes into this movie that like it's not working, just stick it out because I think there there could be something more for you there. Yeah, um, I've talked but, to I've yeah. talked to a couple people too who like uh, it never did come around for them. Like, and I'm like, oh, I I also like I get that because. It That's is, fair. but this is one of those things. I truly do believe. I'm not saying that this is going to be a John Carpenter's the thing, but I do think that this movie is going to go down in history as like a time capsule of a time where people start swinging again. Like we're starting to see some like it, like this. These movies do not exist anymore. Name name a, name a recent movie anywhere close like a cine, like a wide release film anywhere as close as fucking gutsy and all over the place as Malignant. You, you yeah, can't. I don't know. Like these movies, and they don't get made because those movies were not well received. They were bad. Like you know, Black Xmas and House of Wax, and like obviously House of Wax is way more straight faced than this. Totally. And that's yeah. like how funny is that? <laughs> like that we got the director of fucking Aquaman <laughs> made made this. Like I I I love it, and everyone's going in thinking that they're going to see The Conjuring, and it's like psych. <laughs> This okay. is actually the schlockiest thing you'll ever you'll see in a big screen in a while. You just made me you just remind me of something, Mitch. One thing in this film that fucking blew my mind and confused the shit out of me and honestly irritated me so long, like for the first like, I don't even know, I guess at least half an hour is the home that it takes place in makes no fucking yeah. sense. Yeah. How how is it so yeah. massive? <laughs> like outside it's like this like, I don't know, I guess like a modest Home, it, looks like it, like, it looks like yeah, the Myers like, house. It looks like the Myers house. It's really it's, small. It's a modest two-story. And, and <laughs> it's the same. It's the same shots. It's the same vibe as the Insidious movies, which exactly. I just I watched all of them, and it's like, yeah, it's they very much like Insidious. I, but that that was also kind of like a clue for me, though, where it's like, oh, okay, like I like this is on purpose. Like this is this is yes. zany on that's purpose. That's the thing. Is it? That's the key word. Is it? Is the key words? It's on purpose. Like you, you, okay, you guys tell me. Would you take a movie seriously that uses the words "lying cock knockers" in a very too. <laughs> in a very intense scene, or it's supposedly supposed to be intense? Uh, yeah, you he have wasn't your big making this movie to be scary. And you get lying cock knockers. <laughs> oh, and that's the other thing too. Like the one thing that I totally get that ever that I know a lot of people are, uh, you know, miffed on is like the level of exposition that we get for absolutely everything like the fact that uh what's his name uh gabriel is talking through those speakers like love it it, love it was it. one of those things where i was just like i can only like be on board for this because it's like mm -hmm. it's another one of those things where it's like you know in in like italian films like they don't explain any of that and that's what makes those movies great and that's what makes them kind of stand out is that they don't need to explain everything guess what north americans were fucking dumb so like especially like wide audiences they need to have this shit explained otherwise people are going to leave this movie be like they're going to be pissed like they, they would be extra pissed if they left feeling dumb even though yeah, i'm well, sorry yeah, <laughs> i'm getting understood. old opinionated mitch is coming out because i'm deep in the whiskey tonight and i just quit my job so well, i do didn't quit think, my job my last do you think day. one of the main themes from this film like the like music wise was like a goosebumps remix they did not sound like a Goosebumps remix, like the opening. Everyone's shitting on the score. I love is that. The score. Is that like? Do you remember the Goosebumps episode you watched where they did the talent show and there was the Goosebumps <laughs> remix music? Yeah. No, not quite that, but I wish that would have been fucking sick. I forgot about Kay. that. 
let's get let's just say spoiler warning right here and because we're going to start really like i want to start just openly talking about it now that we're at the point so spoilers thanks for listening how metal is it that this tumor is trying to eat the unborn baby even after it's severed from madison (laughs) like she's trying to like dude i was so on board for that i was like what what that's that's like this man made aquaman I, I wanted to break down the fact that I, I wrote down halfway through. I was like, is this just the the Hugo episode from The Simpsons? And it eventually kind of did turn out to like be the, kind of the, is. Yeah, uh, the conjoined twin that's evil in the, in the attic. I just like thinking about that we have a movie where we're watching a tumor chase a cop. <laughs> like, and he's like doing parkour and shit. And like, oh my God, like there are so many moments. Like I would say the first 10 minutes it gives you no excuse to take it seriously. It gives you no excuse to not know what kind of movie he's setting you up for. He's not going to be trying to scare you. Like that's like, I'm sure this will scare some people, but the, that wasn't the intent. It was like trying to be crazy and wild. And I think that he fucking knocked it out of the park, especially by the end when we were seeing this, this double-sided tumor going all Neo from the matrix on everybody. Yeah. I I really did. Like, like you said, kind of mentioning the, um, the crackling and how to use like speakers and stuff mm-hmm. i i did like a lot of that stuff when they were explaining is that like everything make not make sense but but they gave gabriel things so that you'll always know when he's right. around or what he's doing yeah. which i kind of liked and the audio one which uh it's not scary it really isn't it's always just that same annoying sound and he's like <laughs> i knew I, 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 I knew you were gonna hate i i thought boozy you're either going to be like I like I I honestly had anticipated that you were gonna just be like what the fuck, because <laughs> it is like the the whole t- the thing talking through everything and being like oh it is I and uh, Madison we I'm a tumor and you should kill your sister like it's so fucking ridiculous. I think it is ridiculous. I think the point is that that it felt like and I don't know if it was just me kind of waiting for it is a lot large part of this you couldn't tell if it was uh, some sort of creature or if it was something supernatural or if it was it's a like tumor. a giallo, another killer kind of deal. The and black that's, killer. Yeah, and that's kind of the part that, that was a bit frustrating is um, all the, the kind of cool stuff that the, all these scares that they set up, kind of, you know, like the, the lady who's doing the tour underground in Seattle, that sort of stuff. It's all fun kind of stuff. But once you break it down and realize that, like, what it is, it doesn't make as much sense. And maybe no, that's yeah, just you wanted think... you wanted this to make too much sense. Maybe. That's a fair thing to want. It's a I fair thing to fair want too, a cohesive movie. Because they, like, throw a lot of is, movie. But... They throw a lot of movie at you before. I just, I just like the idea. And I, I know it's asking too much in a, a horror movie, but I kind of like to know what the limits of your your character is and this does seem kind of like it's a supernatural you know does whatever it can and it also reminds me of the beast from um split yeah 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 and yeah. could do whatever and you weren't really sure why like i thought it was an alien for the longest time like an alien experiment kind of yeah, i wasn't sure species. i thought maybe it was like kind of what was going on they even make a joke about they're like, all right, so we're looking for sloth from the Goonies. Right. <laughs> and um, and then yeah, some of the the cop stuff was really weird. I I, I did appreciate that they were kind of like goofier cops, and they kind of detective just police cops. 
Yeah, they're, they're, on, the, they're on the case. They're and on they the had case, like the guys. the one like horny lady who was always oh, on yeah. the crime scenes and yep. stuff like that. And I wasn't sure if that was to try to pad the characters out to be funny or more interesting. I just I kind of looked at it as just like they were just archetypes of other things. And maybe that's why I kind of I felt like the characters were so. Uh, yeah, like soulless, basically. Yeah, it's very yeah, one dimensional. But man, like, watch the Funhouse from the '80s, or The Burning, or Sleepaway Camp, or like any of those types of movies, those schlocky movies that we we yeah. all know and love. Because we can look at those differently now because so much time has passed. So when we're getting something kind of similar, like where right. it, the the key word is camp, like these are so fucking campy. Like everything about this movie is campy. And it's so surreal. And that's some of the things, like, that's what made me love this movie so much, is that it didn't give me the option of looking for logic in any of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just like, you, you're either yeah, in for the ride or you're not. That's like, the, that's what made me really, really love it. But, and like, the other thing is, there's actually a lot of really brilliant nuances in this movie that oh, I didn't pick up the first time. Like, I didn't pick this up. Like, so I watched this. Me and my friend, we went and saw it. And then we watched it again at home because you can rent it. And she pointed out that, like, Gabriel's legs, like, during the scene where he fucking stabs the dude in the face, like, a hundred times, mm -hmm. uh, like, you can see right from there that Gabriel's sitting backwards. Like, the legs are pointing towards the door. Yeah, and, and I noticed that, too. I didn't notice that the first time where I was just like, okay, so, like, it's your kind. And then there's other times where um, Madison's talking, like, as a kid, and there's a mirror behind her. So it's like she's talking to Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And because it's on the back of her fucking head and like the whole the dude the scene like I was like I'm pulling my hair out right now thinking about it like when you see the reveal of like her how the doctors are like she was our most like elaborate case or whatever blah 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 our and then it goes around. Subject. And there, yeah, and then there's this fucking like mutoid thing hanging that off. That was my my favorite part of that. I was like, if you could have bottled that up from the start and made uh, a different kind of like thing esque movie with all that stuff, like Sputnik um, style. Yes, okay. I love yeah. exactly hundred percent like Sputnik. Yeah. Uh, so, love or, or super deep. Loved all that. It was just kind of the others. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. I I totally I. So like I said. Once again, I want to apologize because I came out hot, but I think that people you at this it. point were like 216 episodes and you guys know how I roll. <laughs> yeah. But it's I, like, th this is, I think the reason I'm so fired up for this one is because I've seen so many reviews calling it bad and like toneless and like he, Juan didn't know what kind of movie he wanted to make. I'm like, you know exactly what movie he wanted to make. So like, that's the sure. kind of shit that triggers mm -hmm. me because it's just like, you guys like, you can't possibly fucking tell me that one of the like most like he he's one of the one of the main big Hollywood directors working right now. This guy knows what he's doing, so he's not gonna just like all of, all of a sudden botch every single character in an entire movie. That like so that yeah, like it was it was all surreal. These all it is a movie choices, yeah. and they are archetypes, like you had said. And that whole cut and paste style of horror filmmaking might not be like everybody's thing, but I do think that this is going to be a movie that we're going to look back on fondly in the sense that we look back on, you know, the burning, the burning is a bad example because that's actually just a really good uh, slide. Yeah. Like, you know, like where they're just like, they're over the top and, mm -hmm. uh, and also like he puts in his James, James Wan isms where he tries to get emotion out of you. And he is so good at that in his other movies. 
And in this one, it's just so ridiculous that it's yeah. like like the the whole ending scene. I was like, okay, this is going to be the part where like oh if he God. starts taking this too seriously. But I feel like it was so corny and that corny. That reminded me of like Freddy with a love. Which like, that reminded me of like Freddy. That was like nightmare. Yeah. That was like straight out of like a Nightmare like four yes, or some very, shit. And he's flipping the fucking hospital bed and shit. And like or of course the throwing like, a chair across the room. Like, in, he's randomly in like a cage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ha- I will say with the end there, wh- were you guys maybe it's just me was thinking while it was happening, but when she did put him in like the the mental cage and then it came back out, is like, did you wait till it killed your sister and your mom to pull out this forbidden knowledge that you? Had? I thought that too. Like, why did you wait till? Oh, and then it was sure. just like, oh, she just waited till everyone who wasn't in her family got slaughtered. So what I thought was gonna happen. What like mo- my prediction was, and I was like, "Oh, this would have been perfect for sequel feel." Is that she would find the room that her three miscarriages happened in, and it, they would be all babies, <laughs> things growing on them. And I was like, "Oh my god, if we get a malignant too, and there's three oh, of them, like it should just be like a in there in like test tubes, like it's like a Alien Resurrection. Yeah. It's yeah, all it was, the various oh, yes, versions. Alien Resurrection. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Th- like, see this even." It has some alien resurrection vibes in it. Like mm-hmm. and I'm yeah, saying yeah. all of that with love though. Like for anyone who really loved this movie and you're listening and you're thinking, like, God damn it, Mitch, you sound like you love it, but you're shitting on it. I'm not shitting on it. I'm like, that's that's a time capsule of movies that we don't get anymore. And I'm just like, in a time where we've been hold up, and I know this was technically finished b- even before COVID, this was just such a breath of fresh air. It was just like this and Candyman, like even Candyman goes a little wild in a couple parts. I'm like, I'm just loving that horror isn't needing to be Ari Aster right now anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, as much as I love those movies and I do, I want variety. And this movie is just like, it's popcorn fun. And I think that it's extremely well executed. Like, I think like the, all those fight sequences at the end, oh like God. I saw someone on Twitter, like Michael Scott, I don't know if he'll be listening to this, but he, he hosts an action movie podcast and he was saying, like, some of the best action this year has been, it was in Malignant. I'm like, goes, it's, I haven't seen Chang Chi, but, like, yeah, it's, it's fucking, he this thing pops off. He reminded me of, like, a Mortal Kombat character. Yes. Um, but then I actually looked it up, and the voice actor who voices Gabriel actually does voice roles in Killer Instinct and Soul Calibur. Makes so, sense. the man's ready, and... He also kind of, I, I love Gabriel's look because he kind of looks like a Vampire Freaks user that didn't stop. And he's just like, <laughs> he's just, yeah. you think that he like carried that robe around, like it yeah. just tucked it under his chins and then whipped it out to become himself? Exactly. It's, it's... I do want this to bring back like the goth style. Because that style's coming back, to be honest. Oh, like, yeah. It's for sure on its way. I love we, the trench coat. Let's bring like, goths back. Dude, when this thing, like, it, it felt like there was even, there were times where it did feel like seven, but with a tumor. A little bit. Being chased. Yeah, I think, I think that all, like, the, all of the angles that Juan tries to go for here, I honestly think they, they're not entirely successful, but, like, on purpose. And I'm not trying to make this man seem like he's, like, the, he's not the most he's not a genius. like I mean, he's a genius in some ways but he's not yeah. like the smartest person on earth that he's like above all of our intellect i don't really think no. that mm-hmm. but it's more like he he's lucky in a sense because he has done this before uh, successful and on purpose but now he's doing it in a different way but with that purposeful intent and that's why it yeah. works 
And I think another reason why I, I loved it specifically from him is like, and you'll, if you heard the last episode, once again, you guys haven't heard it because it hasn't posted, but we did all four Insidious movies. And it's like, as much as like, I actually love those Insidious movies. I love all four of them. And I'm a big fan of The Conjuring 1 and 2. But we've seen him do that now. Like he, both of them, yeah. they're similar enough where I yeah. kind of wanted to see what else he could do. And I love the idea of him. Like, I don't think he's going to get another chance like this. Like, I don't think, I, yeah, as I don't far know. as I know, Malignant, it wasn't a box office hit. I know Candyman was, which is why I'm, we need sequels for Candyman. Holy shit. Um, but like Malignant, I would love to see sequels for this. But it might very well be just a one and done thing because he's kind of proving the point that you can't make these kinds of movies anymore. Right. And like the audience is too, uh, the, the truth is they're too smart. Like, and I know that's contradicting what I was saying before, but like movies like this don't get made anymore. So there isn't really the, 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 the audience for a movie like this are guys like me who, you know, have 5 million fucking Blu-rays and they're all from the eighties. <laughs> and like, I like that campy weird shit and I like that he played a lot of it with a straight face because that's what made it James Wan. That's what made it his movie. Nobody else in the world could have made this movie other than him. Well, that's and, also you have to think that that's part of just how he grew up with things that were coming out and kind of the experiences yeah. he would have going to the theater growing up. That would influence that quite a bit. And you are right. It is like as much as he tries to get away from kind of those like the insidious, the conjuring stuff it's sprinkled so much in here because I feel like that's at the base of kind of has his, to. Yeah, it's yeah, a style. It, it, it's, it's aesthetic. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost his like yeah, his, his Stephen King isms where he's like, I gotta have this old house that's in a yeah. bog. And like norm yeah. normally I fucking hate that whole like whenever the room's melting and like that. So I say that's bad CGI. Obviously that's not bad. Someone worked really fucking hard on that. But the thing is, it doesn't look real in any way. But it, yeah, it looks so not movie real, but it was real. kind of frustrating. No. That's the only thing I would. Yeah, I mean, that's where I thought Kyle, like I thought Kyle, like there's some stay alive vibes in this movie. Oh, for sure there are. There, <laughs> there's, there's some aspects of this film that just like, they don't, they don't beg for you to take it serious. They, they, they kind of show you what's happening and you have to kind of take it or leave it. And that's usually when I latch on to things like that. Stay alive, not a great film, but does it, does it present something entertaining for me? And did I gravitate towards it? Yes. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about Malignant. That being said, I don't know if a sequel would work for me. I don't know if I could do this again. I think it, to me, this is like, this is like a bear, a contained sort of experience that. Yeah. For Kyle, it was like, this thing was nearly two hours. I exactly. could not that's believe, all he needs. I couldn't believe I, seeing Kyle give it a three and a half. I was like, Oh damn. Like I, is, that was the dark horse. It really worked. It really worked. I think at the end of the day, the film works. I think what he, what he's going for honestly was entertaining, funny and jaw dropping near the end. And so at the end of the day, like that's a good movie, you know, like guys remember house on haunted hell from like the nineties remake with the Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson. Yeah. The Marilyn Manson, sweet dreams, castle on the hell. Yep. Okay, starting to ring a bell. What you just saw, like, we're, like that's totally like James Wan is only a couple years older than I am. Like he he's in his mid thirties, like mid to late thirties, and it's like those are the movies that he also grew up going to the theater to, you know. And yeah. it, like at one point, those movies were huge box office draws. Like the, the all the dark, uh, sorry, what's that? Dark Castle movies, like the um, Ghost Ship and uh, House on Haunted Hill and um, 
there's another one that I'm forgot. It's driving me. Oh, 13 ghosts. Like, it's like, there's even some 13 ghost shit in this, in my opinion. Like some mm-hmm. of it felt like those creations of those types of monsters. And it's so like, there's like a tech side of things where it's like, oh boy, this isn't going to age well, but that's what's good about it. Like, that's what yeah, makes it better is that it's not going to age well. Like the, it doesn't age well in 2021 that there's a fucking a monster, a tumor talking out of boom boxes no, and like no. kind of laughing at people. Like I'm like, at that point you're either all in or you're all out. Or like, there's no, how, how do you even get static on an iPhone? That makes no sense, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's the same thing. Look at all those unfriended yeah. movies where it's like, it's oh, also, of course the computer's glitching here. That did it's the same like, there were parts parts of this that reminded me of Dark Web. Oh, and I love Dark Web. Oh, I hate Dark Web. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, yeah, like what I was saying is like, also the rules of it is how did that other lady record that? Ha- would he not like infect every phone that was in a room? No, he yeah. chooses which phone he's going to infect. Oh, okay. Also, Maybe the other did, one was like a Samsung. He wasn't with that s- provider. How no, did her yeah. sister know that, her bust. that he was eating the babies? Or the like, how did she like? There's so many things that don't make any sense, and honestly, that's kind of what makes it like to me. That was the humor, like the, the things that clearly didn't make sense and maybe weren't supposed to make sense. Mm-hmm. That 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 to me, I felt was like on purpose, and and it worked. Yeah, I loved watching her like hold a fucking knife over her mom's pregnant belly, and it's oh, like because she's possessed by and her that was a pretty tumor good scene, that they cut off. Yep. And uh, how she can't remember any of this. And, like, obviously, like, it's the type of thing where you cannot look for logic. Like, you can't. And that's, that's, that's what I like about it, though, is it's, like, it's not even, like, you know, and, oh, God, I say this all the time. And this will be the very last time I say it. But, like, I'm taking back my stance on the Quiet Place nitpicks that I have. Like, because back in Uh-oh. when I came <laughs> out, I was later. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I even talked about this last week on the episode, like, I was like, the thing about that Quiet Place nitpick is everything else in that world is so believable and so, like, tight that when they just even minorly drop the ball, it's kind of like, like you know, when I saw It Comes a Night, I was admiring the plumbing. I'm like, hey, that's some, like, apocalyptic plumbing right there. Like, <laughs> this guy actually knows what he's doing, and he's, like, you know, rigging something up on his own. I can't. Like you, you, you can't do that with a movie like this. They don't give mm-hmm. you the option. Like, and if you are gonna look for plot holes, you are gonna say this is bad, and you are gonna be an idiot. Like, it's just you Guilty. can't. No, I'm not. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I think you not liking it doesn't mean that you're an idiot. Like, I, I am becoming I, that meme of the. <laughs> did you see the one where it's a guy sitting on his own brain? It's like yeah, people a, who think that they understood Lojack. malignant. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, no, but I don't know. I just I think they give you they give you no option to be doing that. Like it's so surreal. It's so bonkers. You don't you don't watch Suspiria and start questioning if the killer could be in all these places at once or if it could be this person or not. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like let's just have some fun. Like not everything needs to be so heavy. And like, uh, granted, you know, you guys know me. I love that heavy shit. The witch, the hereditary, midsummer, the A24 shit. That's all my jam. Bro, I but this love is that also heavy my shit. Jam. Give me that fucking thrash. Give that's me here's that some Pantera, bro. Give me that shit. I think you're right though, Mitch. Honestly, like there's the, there's give and take with with all kinds of films. Like I I think it's okay to turn your brain off. Maybe that, that's that's a phrase that's kind of used, maybe overused, but it's definitely okay to do that. And like I think this is a film that doesn't really ask. Well, 
it does ask something of the viewer, I guess. But in a lot of ways, it's it's totally fine just to take it for what it is. But I, I, but at the same token, it's like probably going to shoo off a lot of folks who watch it, which is maybe part of the fun. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I, believe... I feel like I've definitely been shooed. Yeah, I can't I believe this film has a like. It's like seventy six on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't believe that. Like, I was totally expecting. I didn't look at the Rotten Tomatoes ratings going into this movie, and I was like, coming out of it, I was like, oh man, this thing's probably ten percent. Like, because, you know, it's so wacky and it's just like we don't get these kinds of movies anymore. But at this point, I feel like I'm repeating myself. So maybe do you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we close up shop on Malignant? So I'm a Malig, yes. Lucy's a Malignant. Kyle? I'm I'm, I'm Malig, yes. Okay. Yeah, you can you can you can follow me under Malig, yes. In your local spooky archive. Uh, yeah, I got. I'm looking through my notes here, and I feel like I've I've covered all the the nitpicks and hold on a minutes that I can handle. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of those. There's definitely a lot of those you fucking yeah. cock knockers. There are yeah, some fucking little cock knockers. <laughs> pretty sure right. Derek, the 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 abusive husband. I'm pretty sure he's from Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. So that's cool. Did you yeah. watch that whole film, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, the first one I saw. Yeah. I feel like out of anyone, yeah, Kyle would be the one too. Of... Pretty fucked. It's pretty fucked. Well, I guess, but you're a couple years younger, so it, you almost get a pass. Isn't Alexander Daddario in that? I have no idea. Oh wait, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. True Isn't Detective from Baywatch. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, uh, the that chair, that massive yeet. When the chair gets Gabriel throws I the chair. That. Nobody said me. <laughs> oh sorry, I didn't. I must not have met, heard it. I'm sorry. That was fucking awesome. Sorry. <laughs> just need to throw that one out. I'm looking literally at my, like my one lines of like things to not forget. Yeet. That was a yeet. We well, did. Oh. That was like a, a cross room, and it was like perfectly landed perfect. too. Oh. This is also the second week in a row where we talked about yeet. I, I referenced yeet in Insidious Three last week. That's the first time I've ever said the word out loud. So <laughs> how'd it feel? feel Honestly, good? not Welcome good. to the club. Oh, okay. Don't feel Honestly, right. Kyle, I think it works for you. I think like you're one of the people who can make it work. Like like when I say eat, it's like okay, I'm showing my age. But <laughs> Kyle, you you can still be hip with the kids. Yeah, I'm I'm yeeting the restless. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Oh. All right. On that note, maybe we uh <laughs> let's close up shop. Let's close so, up. Yeah, we'll we'll be back next week with a double feature of the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> Are we actually doing? I mean, sure. Should we okay. do it? Might as well. Yeah, fuck oh, it. God, I don't. Oh god. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Cause we're probably gonna need. Yeah, we'll figure it out off air. But yeah, we'll we'll be doing an episode on both of those movies soon. Stay tuned. Maybe maybe we can get Daniel Farrens on the podcast. That'd be sick. Or maybe sure, he'll be like be William Brent Bell and listen to one of our episodes and not respond to us anymore. Fuck. I really, I really fucked that one up. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. The worst part is that we're big fans of the I'm boy. Actually, like, I'm actually, I'm a huge really fan. like the boy and stay alive. Yeah. What can you do? And yeah. was it, didn't where? Oh, where is great. Yeah. Where's really good. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms. You can also check us out on the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. And uh, where, yeah, that's a place you'll find a bunch of other really cool Saskatchewan podcasts. Uh, five years of terror. It's been a blast. Can't wait to keep going. So uh, yeah. we'll see you guys next time on the Terror Table. <laughs>